0: Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is
1: DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Tysha Tyler. Troy
0: Call Quest. Fred Armisen. Fritz Paul. Javier Munoz. Seth Mike. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi,
1: we're
2: Hyam. And you're listening to the Talk House Podcast.
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Talk House Podcast. I'm Josh Modell. On this episode, we've got a pair of friends who make sometimes challenging yet often incredibly catchy and tuneful music, one of whom you've seen and heard on TalkHouse several times before, Mac DeMarco and Kieran J. Callinan. Mac DeMarco, as I said, has been on the podcast before, and we keep inviting him both because we love his music and because he's a great conversationalist. For the music part, DeMarco has been making dizzyingly catchy songs since around 2012, when his confusingly titled debut, which is called Two, came out but it's been part of his fun-loving persona to keep it light and a little bit silly, even as he's zapping you with catchy pop. Sometimes he ventures into soft rock, other times vaguely psychedelic. For his latest album, and I'm not actually sure you can call it an album, DeMarco assembled 199 songs that run for almost nine hours. Songs might be a little strong word to use for most of these tracks, which are often instrumental ideas more than fully fleshed-out songs. He even says that on this podcast. Check out a little bit of one of those ideas right here whose title is simply the day it was recorded 20190205 Now, Kieran J. Kalanen's records are, like DeMarco's, sometimes referred to as provocative. But these two guys push buttons in different ways. While his friend Mac gives off chill vibes on stage, Kalanen likes a little bit of danger in his performances. His records can be grandiosely pop-centric, while his persona is kind of intense. He's often compared to either David Bowie or Nick Cave, and I think the truth is somewhere in between. He's played on a lot of other folks' records, including songs with DeMarco and appearances with Caroline Polachek and Mark Ronson. And he starred on the TV series Top of the Lake, so a varied career to say the least. Next week, we'll see the release of Callinan's fantastic new album, If I Could Sing. Check out a little bit of the song, Young Drunk Driver.
1: Young drunk driver, in your blue Honda Civic, ride right or die, leave your keys with me. Hey, I think about it every minute, every night and day, and you might crucify me for my honesty. My heart is open, the truth revealed. See in the
0: future, you the wheel. You'll realize quickly that DeMarco and Callinan are old friends. They get right into talking about Callinan's recent die job and other chummy topics. Some are less fun, including the recent theft of Callinan's motorcycle, recent meaning he had just gotten off the phone with the police when this chat started. They also talk about the relative coolness of tennis versus golf, Callinan's new record, and potential future collaborations. You heard it here first. Enjoy.
1: Um, I think we're having a, a conversation about my facial hair on an audio uh, platform. I haven't, done, I haven't done the eyebrows.
2: Yeah. You ever shaved them off? I'm trying to think, because I, I did style. that with him. You know, Joe McMurray dyed his eyebrows. He bleached his eyebrows once. Oh, yeah. And he looked so fucked up that he decided he needed to dye them black again to feel normal again. And he looked, <laughs> th- that was like the craziest thing Joe ever looked. He l- it makes you look like a Russian super killer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like a very, I don't know, couple of caterpillars, caterpillars up there. He has a, you know, a, a scary look already at, at the best of times.
1: So, you know, he's sort kind of, you stares straight through you. <laughs>
2: yeah. You ever on tour with us when he would do the thing where he would, there was a character he had called Bubble, and he would cover himself mm-hmm. in shaving cream and play the the whole set. Um, I think I never saw that on stage, but I, I can picture that quite clearly. Maybe I've seen
1: pictures of that or something.
2: Okay, well, let's go here. Well I'd like to welcome everyone to Talkhouse. You've tuned into Talkhouse twenty twenty four on this. You, you, you've done this. Before. You've done this before. I've done. I did this with, this with Neil and Liam. I did this with uh, this kid uh, Dayglow. It's like this, like young Christian rocker from Texas. I'm a little offended. This is the first time I've been invited. I'm always the one. I'm never the the. I'm if, always if like if the. Mac the uh, and we have a chat on, on Talkhouse. I've got my big shot on Talkhouse. It's like, oh, who can we call? Oh, I guess we call Mac again. I was pulled off the links this morning. I was having a very indie rock golf game this morning. Some indie rock royalty. Hey. Okay. You were with with the Kings? I was with the Kings of Con well, I was with Erland Oi of the Kings of Convenience and his his partner Clara. I was with Leslie Feist, one of the one of yeah, the biggest okay. Canadian superstars of all time. And playing golf. Yeah, and Jimmy Tamborello from the Postal Service. That is about that's oh, wow. about as indie as it gets, I'm afraid. I haven't been there in years. I had a dream about this golf course. We did a round of nine and it was uh, there was a man on, I'm just remembering it now.
1: There was a man on fire, uh, like a, on, I'm not even kidding, on the, on the cutting green as his buddy watched on. And he was in little, were you wearing little shorts? No, 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 not today. Okay. It's cold
2: there. No, yeah. it's not so bad. So wait, do you play golf regularly? No. No, okay. I hate it. I hate it. It's a horrible sport. I've noticed in the last two years, people have been eating. A lot of people are.
1: Well, no, I haven't noticed that about golf, but I've noticed that about motorbikes, you know, which yourself yeah. have got into only recently, uh, or tennis. Yeah, Colin's been doing the tennis. Wait, well, you've been noticing what? You've been noticing people have been doing what? A lot of people of our vintage are getting either into motorbikes or tennis. I think it's, the, it's a, they're sort of two clear signifiers of- Go- No, golf
2: too, is there's a big thing with- and that's what I'm re- that's what I'm realizing now that there's, there's golf is another one of these things. But it, what I keep seeing is it's the skaters. It's the skaters, the skaters, skaters are getting a little older now, you see. And when you get older, when you're a skater, your body's wrecked from all the skating. But you want the same kind of uh, thrill. You want the same kind of you think about golf, think about golf and skateboarding. It, it's like it's like you are with a group, a small group of your dogs. The sun is shining, you're outside. That's those are similarities. There's like a certain amount of kit and a certain amount of uh of uh of like you know fashion that goes along. There's that you gotta like buy thing, buy the gear. You can drink beers while you do it. It's the whole yeah. A lot of skaters are going golf.
1: I, mean, I feel very similar about the motorbike. Sands the beer. In fact, that's one of the good things about it is I can't drink and ride. It's, it's you true. know It's, it's a the motorbike was keeping me. In I chair. find
2: here's the thing though
0: with um, the cool.
2: Also meditative. I love the outfits. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Did you see my boots? Sorry, go on.
2: No, I'm down to chop it up about hogs. I tell you, but we will. What I've noticed. What I've noticed. Oh yes, the Alpine stars. See, with those, when you get hit by a truck, no, your ankle is not going to get crushed. It's not going to get you know smashed to little smithereens. I was this close to getting
1: the top of the line Alpine boots, one thousand dollars retail. I'm down to 400 <laughs> Australian, um, huge discount because there was a bit of a scuff mark.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you're wearing Alpine Stars boots w- with like a kilt and like a T-shirt. Yeah. And the yeah. the ones that I wanted, the, the top of the line ones, they were
1: white and black, a bit stormtrooper-y uh, with then flu sort of fluoro green yeah, lining and details. Awesome. Matches my helmet, which is similar. But I didn't go for them um, in the end. I didn't go for those them. ones. Look pretty good. They look pretty tech. These ones are pretty good. <laughs> These ones are good. Um, yeah. The other ones had a boot inside the boot, uh, and my turn was that it was so solid and there was a hard plastic and there was ball buckles yeah. that I that, that'd just be annoying. That you know, because I'm really just right. I'm not even doing motocross. I'm just riding in yeah. the city. Hard to walk in. They're, they're lightweight. These were. Sort of half the
2: price again. Those are tech. You can wear anything and it looks cool. Yeah. It's a gift that you have. But imagine, imagine seeing me with shoes that aren't Vans. Imagine seeing me with black boots on. I'm picturing it and I love what I'm picturing. Imagine, imagine how fucked up that would make you feel, how weird it is. But it's just, it's tough. It's tough. It's just, it doesn't flow. Inflate.
1: I was trying to sell me one of those, like a full inflatable
2: Yeah, airbags. I don't suit. know about that. Maybe it works. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're the same, Kieran. We don't wear enough gear. And someday we're going to, turn, we're going to lose all our skin. And you know what? We're, we're going to get, you know, and that's, we'll lose all the top layer of our skin. And we're going to look like the Red Skull from Captain America. That's what both of us are going to look like. These two old rockers that just don't have any skin because they were horsing around on their bikes. I bought myself underclothes body armor
1: this sort of tight fit wearing the kilt on the bike is just not just not practical. It's highly inappropriate. In fact, probably, you know, it's blowing up. So I've got this tight under the kilt body armor under the shirt body armor. I even bought a shirt that has a picture of like pecs and abs on the shirt. So under the shirt, then it looks like. Yeah. You're juiced. It's been good. That's been good. Well, until my, my bike got stolen on Friday night. I've had a shit weekend actually. I've not only bike got stolen, but um a car accident. Yeah. yeah and also uh, evicted. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> but you yeah, know, nothing no no fault of my uh. own. The eviction is automobile related. The person that I rent from, their car's broken down while they're on a trip across the desert. Oh, so they have to come back? Uh, their van broke down in the Western their desert, desert. So on top of the world, I'm, I'm
2: homeless. That's not fair. And uh, I'm without... Oh. Mm-hmm. Now you're living on the streets. There's, you know, it's been, there's some silver linings,
1: you know, it's been kind of fun, uh, going on stakeouts, looking for a bike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, got a few leads, you know, uh, someone tipped me uh, off the... I know those two, those sketchy looking guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, some some people, I, I, some people recognize them. I recognize them. I think I saw them walking
2: down the street. For the listeners at home, break it down. Give us the whole, give us the whole rundown of the situation here with the hog. Okay, well, uh, yeah, so beautiful
1: Kawasaki, KLR 250. Baby blue. Baby blue. I've been loving, uh, absolutely loving riding it. You know, always knew that it would be. I've only just got it a month ago. As you know, Uh, I'm on my learner's license, so it's all new to me. But, you know, I I knew that it would be fun, and I was a little concerned with, you know, how reckless and carefree I'd be on the bike, and I certainly have been a bit. comes with the territory. You can't help. You can't help it. It comes with the territory. What I didn't didn't anticipate, though, is how meditative it would be. It's the best. And uh, how... You know, a lot of my family are concerned about me getting a motorcycle, and friends uh, express their concern. But for me, it's actually been felt incredibly health uh, healthy. Where you know, I I no longer can have a drink. You know, I've made a promise to myself. You know, if I'm even if I'm not riding that day, you know, I've got this bike. This is a, I've made a commitment to myself to be you know sober and present. Now that I've got this bike, so. You know, it's been stopping me from drinking. It's stopping me from being on my phone. You know, you can't. You get on that bike. All you can be is in that moment. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, been fantastic. Been loving riding this bike. But I uh, was playing a show on Friday night with Al Cam, making a little cameo with Al yeah. Cam, and uh, didn't even really need to sound check. It's more just the the you know about the camaraderie. But uh, go in, do a little sound check. Less than an hour. And then I step outside the venue and the, the bike's gone. It's very confusing when you step out and find your yeah. bike's gone. I know you've had helmets stolen before. Yeah,
2: that's the closest I've come. But yeah, when we went up to the bike even then, it was parked outside of a show too. And you go up and you're kind of like, wait a minute, where, where's the helmets? What's going on? Like where? Why? What? I mean, it's jarring. There was actually another motorbike in the place where
1: my bike had been. But there's lots of other bikes there. That's strange. Yeah, you know, mine was just the best-looking one. And, you know, I you know, I'd been thinking for the last two weeks that, A, I needed to get proper insurance on it. I don't have. To put a tracker on there. I hadn't done it. A little air tag, yeah, yeah. A little air tag, exactly. And, uh, and even just a like a handlebar lock or something. The disc
2: brake lock, I'll tell you. They can't roll that puppy out there with one. Those things pretty hard to saw off, so it's good to turn. Mm. Or even a little switch. Yeah, that helps too. I mean, with a bike that small, though, like if somebody really wants it, they'll just drive up in a truck, pick it up, and put it in the truck, and then that'll be that. But
1: well, that's what I thought would happened. But then when I, you know, went back into the venue, we checked the CCTV. It had happened ten minutes before I walked out. The uh, and these guys just had, they saw it, had a chat, walked around the corner, came back five ten minutes later. They obviously lived nearby with some tools, mm-hmm. tinkered away on it for ten fifteen minutes, got it started. Um, they actually stalled it as they rode off Fools. right out front of in front of the security. There's a girl that works behind the bar on the phone just heading the clouds right next to them as they're mm. doing it. Anyway, had I walked out 10 minutes earlier, they would have been right in front of me stalled for a minute. Jumped. I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have kicked them over, I think. Yeah. I came out with my helmet on, gloves on, keys in my hand, ready to bounce. No bike. Yeah. No bike. But then... Uh- yeah. Um, what I'm confused about is why I didn't then hop in the car
2: and uh, go looking for it straight away. I mean, they know to get yeah, it off yeah. the street. You know, I don't think that would have been any good. Looking at the CCTV. Oh,
1: well, they they were spotted for the next half an hour, sort of hooning around. People were riding in, because I put it up online. Oh,
2: really? An hour or two, or well, at least an hour, a copy of the CCTV footage. So say you find the bike now and you're sitting in a room with these two young men, then what? No, I'd be very happy with the bike. I don't want blood.
1: And I think these guys, you know, they, they don't give a fuck. They stole the bike in broad daylight. Uh, I think in a way they want to go back to jail or, you know, even if they, if they, even if they don't, if they went to jail for six months or something, it'd be worth it for them. They'd be like, well, we had that sick
2: hoon for a few days um, and we traded it for um, smack. Yeah, for some crystal. Mm. Yeah. 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 See, my problem, my problem is none of the bikes got stolen, and then I wound. I had five for a second. I don't need five. What's your recommendation for my second bike? Jake you a sports bike? Oh, I think so. If you got a 600cc sport bike, mm. you'd, be, you'd be looking like the Red Skull in no time, no skin left. It might be 650, uh, given my license class. If you, yeah, but you can get a sport bike, a, a new 600cc yeah. sport oh, bike, that's a really fast bike. Oh, yeah. If you but Here's the deal. If you buy one, I'll buy one too. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah. So no one but you uh, and me likes the sound of that. Like uh... Sport bikes are fucking rad. They're so cool. They're the sexiest looking bikes. You're like Akira ripping through the city. I see these dudes in LA too, like these people, you know, they'll have – because the, the passenger seat's really high up. There's these like the, – it'll the be this guy on his like Kawasaki and like the girlfriend on the back. It looks awesome awesome (laughs) it's awesome there's something weird about it too something like sketchy i think about it sometimes actually you know it's like is like we were talking about golf how golf is like skaters have moved into golf it's and so they're inherently going to make it's going to be this like cool kind of curated kind of Mm -hmm. you know there's not really like i don't know if riding motorcycles is actually cool you know what i mean
1: oh it's i mean i mean yeah, like
2: having some sort of vintage. Uh, yeah, like an old Triumph yeah. or something, and you're wearing like a weird leather jacket or something, and like weird boots. I, I, I don't think that's cool. I don't think the Harley thing is necessarily that cool. Look like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a Harley? No, oh, no.
1: I mean, it's pretty amazing. If that would be a real rogue move, to get the big hats <laughs> and. Big <high> mirror. <laughs> 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 I mean, I. It, it does feel like musicians transitioning to motorcycles makes a lot of sense. And there's, there's a, you know, I've got a good cross-section now of people doing this. Um, skaters to golf, techno guys are now into tennis. But, you know, they're technicians in a way.
2: Talented singers and, and uh, musicians. Ah, uh, you know, well, the tennis people, another mutual friend, th- these guys love tennis.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't
2: know. The tennis thing is a, it's a softer touch. It's a whole thing. It's all tennis is cool too. You get the cool clothes and you know it's yeah. I don't know if that.
1: But I think there's there's a there's a will to live with tennis that you know the the motorbike thing is obviously the uh, adrenaline and the slight sort of death wish then recklessness. You know,
2: yeah, it's the sober guy's uh, specialty right there. You know, it's like what you just described. The same reason I used to drink, probably you know, part of it, I'm sure. And now I get that from fucking. Mm. Twisting that throttle, baby, letting that fucking, oh, letting that fucking steel heat up in between the thighs, mm, hitting that open road. Ooh.
1: California's the place. I do remember the first time hopping on the back of my friend's bike, just, you know, how how turned on that yeah. baby.
2: That's um, good.
1: Um, you know, straddling straddling my body from behind on the back. Oh, yeah. You have to just kind of give up all control. And how do you feel on the back? Not that you've been on the back of my bike, because I'm on the L's. But when you know, when I was riding in Europe with no no laws over there,
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> was that exciting? Nervous. Yeah, yeah nervous. Exciting. Yeah, yeah but it's I mean, sexy nervous.
0: Yeah,
1: like your first time.
0: Nervous.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, you know, riding around Italy or Paris. Now I wasn't on on. Uh, I was on electric bikes, but. Um, I'm talking line bikes, we're talking about big, um, revel electric. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what the do you mean? Do, do we have any photos of that one from?
2: Yeah,
1: you do. Could you send them to me? <laughs> that's what planted the seed for me, really, though. Was uh, getting around, getting around Paris, you know, ducking, darting through Parisian oh, traffic yeah. on a because so they do a um, do they do this in LA now? Uh, like a. Like a lime bike thing but with electric scooters. Like not, not stand up scooters, but proper, you know.
2: Like Vespa size. Not I don't I don't think so. They do it in San Francisco. I don't think they do it here. I don't know why they don't do it here, but they they probably take yeah, everyone would be trying to take the highway with them. It's just not a good vibe.
1: I signed up in, in Paris, but you, you have to have a European licence. So I just put in my regular licence details, uh, but selected the country as Austria. Mm. And within half an hour I got cleared for my <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it actually feels safer riding around Paris in a way. People are expecting it, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and there's lots There's lots of bikes on the road and the traffic is kind of very stop-start and, you, and you're sort of weaving in and out of them. You know, here you're going across the Harbour Bridge or the Anzac Bridge uh, or down the Sid Einfeld Drive. Let alone being on the highway, you know, you feel it on a 250 Kawasaki.
2: I couldn't believe the wind the first time. That's right. I was hitting top speed. That's right. But you just, you just, you lean into it and you just let her rip. I think I was like screaming out loud to myself in my helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. But yeah, a bit of a bit of a bum out. I did. I did go on a stakeout. I uh, got got a few leads. You know, I doubt the guys are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went round to a house that I thought wanted wow, really I might live out and just thought,
2: Yeah, what'd you do?
1: Just just sat there for a bit, but no action.
2: It's this, this sounds like uh one time I, I lost my AirPods. I had a, they had a few they had a few dogs in the dogs in the backyard oh, really? as well. Little dogs. Oh little dogs. But,
1: you know it's sort of sketchy, you know, there was a you know, broken trampoline, lawnmowers, yeah. swimming pool filled with dirty water overgrown bike thieves yeah bike thief kind of backyard yeah um they still have their christmas decorations up which is a bit weird it's january pal come on a bit weird they put them up in the first place though if you come true but maybe there's kids i don't know you know sometimes donkey parents i look i'm being completely presumptuous i don't know
2: well hopefully it comes back but if it doesn't it's time to get a 600 cc minimum sized engine yeah and continue shredding. And then eventually we can do our big, uh, what was our idea that we had? You, me, Tex, Conan. You mean, you mean Tex? What about Con? Conan, Yeah. yeah. The world tour. Conan on the net. Con-, oh, Con doesn't ride bikes, does he? No, he does. Kayleigh. I
1: mean, I asked him if he does, and he said he did, and then he sent me a picture of him on the net. Um, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> it, but... Um, um, <laughs> Ah, uh, Manet. Ah, oh, Mane, yes. That's right. Mm. The world tour. Yeah, I mean to, you know, riding across America. Something really bleak about riding across Europe on a motorbike. I, I think, think it would be nice. It'd be it'd be great. Especially like if you're, Italy? I was gonna say if you're round the Mediterranean, amazing, incredible. Yeah. That's very romantic. But you know, and obviously Germany has Autobahn and you know, it's like but there's something real bleak about pulling into
2: German or Dutch. Gas station. Yeah, well, we'd have to scenic route only. I mean, there's some you know yep. driving in America gonna, could be bleak to too, Croatia. Not European the way we're going to go. <laughs> you know, I could. <laughs> it's possible to ride from
1: Australia to Europe. We got to go up to the Arctic Circle on the Hogs. Yeah, there's a couple of little ferries you got to take. You know, island hopping through Indonesia. Oh, but once you get to mainland Asia, I can get all the way to Europe.
0: Hey, this is Josh Modell, host of the TalkHouse podcast. We love it when musicians come on the show and talk about process. And often they'll get into the nuts and bolts of being a working artist, which can sometimes be fun and sometimes feel more like a business. Well, this episode of the TalkHouse is brought to you by DistroKid, which is an amazing service for musicians looking to get their songs out into the world in an incredibly smart and cost-effective way. For the past decade plus, DistroKid has made it easy to get your music on all the streaming services, including Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Instagram, and more. You keep 100% of your earnings minus a flat yearly fee, which is a better deal than you'll find anywhere else. They also make it easy to upload lyrics and metadata, and to track your earnings, and share them with your bandmates and co-writers. You can even snap on extras like Instant Share, which allows for easy collaboration. The DistroKid app makes it all a seamless experience that will save you a ton of time, that would be better spent making music. The DistroKid app is now available on iOS. Head over to the App Store to download it. All bands and artists have jobs, right? Jobs they do like, others they don't. Times they're fucked up and they've had to face the boss with rosy cheeks and the tails between their legs. 101 Part-Time Jobs is the podcast where we hear those stories. I've had some killer guests on like The Chisel, Chastity Belt, Real Estate, Kurt Vile, Mannequin Pussy and so many more. If you subscribe to 101 Part-Time Jobs podcast, you'll be getting two episodes weekly. That's a promise. See you soon.
2: Uh, You were talking about and then you had a car accident. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't. I should, probably shouldn't talk about that. Okay, don't worry about that. And then you're getting evicted. So that's yeah, getting evicted.
1: Getting evicted is a weird one. Um, just had no luck. This, this. I mean, my life is is blessed. I'm the i the luckiest guy on the planet. But just this last little run, even prior to this, you know, I've just been. I must have been in over a dozen different homes the last couple of months. Um, yeah, it's been heavy you know some health health scares in the family uh,
2: but you know my record coming out the album's out and the critics are loving it
1: but probably by the time this is aired uh the album will be out you know no, it's
2: not out yet not yet No. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i was thinking of the just the what the video the single. Well, yeah, I had a couple singles out. Yeah, there's, there's five singles out. and you See, heard... five singles out, it's fair for me to think that the fucking album should be out. That's like a full fucking album. 100%. Oh, yeah. oh look, it's also, been, it's also been done for 18 months. Yeah, actually, I, I cleaned out all of my email yesterday. You ever done that? You ever gotten in your Gmail and it just says nothing? There's, I, 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 I cleaned out like 20,000 emails yesterday. But as I was doing that, I, I came across the zip for the album that you'd sent me. You sent it to me. Oh, quite a while ago. Yeah, when was that? Like, probably April last year yeah. or something. Yeah, it's been done for a long time. Yeah, I. I uh, oh, I don't know what, Wait, what. So when the fuck
1: does the album come out? Comes out in the second of Feb. It's, oh, you know, okay. There's there's been reasons why it's been postponed, and and the only you, you the, don't, the good you don't think the, w- the world's ready. Well, you know, it's that, not that that hasn't crossed my mind, <laughs> uh, but it's been said before that I've always been you know, a bit too ahead. And, ah, and, yes. So you know. maybe that's that's one of the silver linings maybe is that it'll make sense contextually um, or it'll just be even more irrelevant. Um, it could go either way. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these songs, it sort of doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> for many reasons, but, um, you know, a lot of these songs, I, I, uh, I wrote them. You know, I'm sure you've had put out songs back. In fact, I'd like to know where the you know some of these guitar parts or melodies have been hanging around since I was a
2: teenager. Mm. I man, um, I wonder if I have anything that's that. I don't know if I really have anything that old anymore.
1: Yeah, I think maybe maybe your process is very different. Like I just sort of play these same ideas over and over again for a long time, and it takes can take me a long time to make sense of them or find the you know. Emotional context for them or something because you seem to just
2: churn, churn them out. Uh, he's, he's 199. Yeah, but how many of those are actually songs? Like 50? How, how many records? Rock- you know, it's experiments. They're just experiments. You know what I mean? I don't know. I only know how to play so many fucking chords. I only know how to play, you know. So I just have been doing the same thing for fucking 15 years now. That's all.
1: I think that's my problem. Is I didn't realize you could just do the same seven over and over again. Yeah, you know, like I haven't made anywhere. You any-
2: change one little thing here, one little thing there. I haven't made anywhere near as much as work as you, as far as I can tell. But um, you've put out a bunch, how many albums you put out? You put out like five albums or something.
1: This will be this will be the f- there's five Kieran records, but one's a covers record and one was sort of a home demos thing so this will be this is technically album four studio album four which is the home demos one it's called uh am i a woman yet from when i was 19 20 years old i don't think you would have even heard
2: that i never heard that one no. but you know i'm also been part of so many other bands too yeah you're working hard there's no lack of working hard and i think it's you know i uh, here's my thing i like i think that if i did you know if I worked in studios and I worked with producers and I got flashy sounds and all this stuff, me personally, I th- I don't know if it would suit my music. I think that, I think that my music sounds, it needs to be just this weird scrappy, whatever, but I've, I've been, I've seen the hustle I've heard, you know, and I think that it's important. Although this, this new record you did in all kinds of, it wasn't like fancy studios. But you know, but it no, is. it was at home. But it is fine. Yeah. You know, I think that um, all I'm saying is is putting the time in. Some sometimes records need to take longer, and I think in your case, it's mm. a, there's nothing wrong. Oh, they take they take, they take the time they, t- they yeah. take. I don't know. I'm going to do something else though.
1: I reckon maybe maybe I'll come over to LA.
2: We'll open a garage, a bike garage.
1: We do we do. A, well, let's do that. But let's we should do a record together. Okay. You know, it's long. And June. then we
2: tour it on hog. Do it on Hogs. Exactly. Why don't, yeah, the record could be you and me doing the music, and then Tex will be the singer. Perfect. That works for yeah. me. Anyway. He's got a
1: – hasn't his voice just got – it's like butter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Love listening
2: to it God bless him. Who, would, who wouldn't – it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Well, I've been waiting since what? What is it now? 2024. You haven't been in L.A. since 2019. 2020. Really? January 2020,
1: or February? No, February, February 2020, because COVID was popping off. Um, we were all bedridden for, you know, a few days there in February. And you left us.
2: Remember that? Uh, I re- did. You come to the Tame and show? Were you there? That that for me. That's when COVID started, and and they were all like, Matt gave us COVID. And I was like, shut the fuck up. When was that? I don't know. They played the 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 fucking Jumbo Plex or whatever the, the forum or something a couple nights or something lasers and shit and smoke and Australian accents. I didn't go to that. Mm. Maybe you're gone already then.
1: Um but yeah, I, I just remember uh I remember we were we were, you know, we watched Contagion. Yeah. We were studying. And but this that would have been that would have been
2: December. You know, sort of. no, I, no, you know, but I didn't hear about any of that until we went to because remember, Australia was burning. Yes, that's right. And that was the that was the big world news. Yeah. And then as soon as and then as Australia was burning and I was there when it was burning. And uh,
1: so that must have been January then, because
2: I remember being at you and we would, you know, and then there was this new Everyone was like, there's a there's a virus coming. There's a virus coming from China. And then, uh, yeah. What do you do? You have to watch Outbreak. You have to watch Contagion to uh, prepare. Which is Dr. Hoffman? What was that one? Is that Contagion? That's that's Outbreak. Oh, that's Outbreak. Okay. Where they have to, you have to find the monkey to make the um, mm. antibody or whatever. What, what years were these? You know, predictive programming. Outbreak from the nineties. Contagion. Nineties. Contagion yeah. from maybe twenty eleven. Twenty. 20 12th?
1: There was talk of coming back in a couple of weeks' time, actually, but, um... Either
2: way, fuck coronavirus, saw fucking... What a piece of poop. But you should come back now. I still don't have my visa. Still not allowed. Just come on back. I'll talk to Uncle Sam. He'll let you through this time. What? <laughs> yeah. When's the Grammys? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 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 You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, although last year, I guess I almost won one in uh, you know, it, it, well, right. because JD and Domi were they were up, but they didn't win. I I would have, I guess, I would have gotten some kind of plaque or a medal in the mail or something. What what, what did you produce it? Uh, I think they gave me producer credit by saying on one of their songs. So oh. that would have been cool. That, that would have been cool. Who did you say J- JT Justin Yeah, J- J-T. JT. Yeah, with J- no JD and Domi. JD and Domi. I don't think you've met them yet. I don't know. I don't know these guys. But speaking of accolades, we need to, uh, I think it's time that we go get some honorary degrees. We've been in the game long enough. That's That came up in conversation just last week. Yeah, I would like to do it. It doesn't have to be from Juilliard. I'll go to like, you know, the uh, Jazz Conservatory in Edmonton or something. Like, that's fine. I was going to say, is, is there one in, in Calgary? In Calgary, I wouldn't know. But there is one in Edmonton. So, you know. You should, go, you, should go, you should go to Calgary. <laughs> and, I mean, I'll go – here's the bottom line. I'll go anywhere they're willing to give me one. Alec was also – A. Donald was saying that I should try and get an English one as well, you know, just like maybe – As a, a, as a, a literary – English degree. Figure. As a poet. Yeah, as a, po- as a poet. I can get a degree. That's, that's pretty good. And these, these wouldn't do anything for me, but it would be nice for my mom, you know? Mm. So if anybody that uh, works in like the faculty of a school <laughs> is listening to this, a uh, university – I'd like a degree for free, please. I'd like a music degree for writing all those damn songs.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty strapped for cash, to be honest. I could, you know, you know sort of strong-arm blackmail someone to giving me a degree, and then I could lecture. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Returning to my high school. We should have degrees. You know, triumphantly.
2: Maybe we could even get like a, like a master's for free or something. Or I'll tell you, I went back. I went back. My, my cousin Kate was in grade 11 or 12, and I was like, you know what? I had lunch with her in Edmonton. This is years ago. And I was like, I'm going to drive you back to school. Let's go. And, uh, and I'm going to walk around in the school and see what, you know, and I thought like, Oh, here we go. You know, but I had just come off this like three month tour in Europe. And I had this, this gross, I was only wearing sweatpants. I had this gross jacket on that I'd gotten in Manchester (laughs) or something. And uh, yeah, no, I, I was approached like, i the kids excited? Nobody, no one knew who I was and, and uh, I even checked in at the office, and but I, I was approached like maybe four times by teachers, being like, "Excuse me, sir," you know, like they thought I was like a, maybe a person from the street that had wandered into the school, and they were trying yeah. to get me off the premises. Which you are, essentially, yeah, pretty much. So, so yeah, not the triumphant. I also wish that I was mm. uh, had been invited to some kind of like high school reunion, but just never went down.
1: My, it, would 20, it would have been my twenty year high school reunion just this year past, twenty twenty three. Um didn't hear a thing. I was school captain in my high school. You'd think if it happened, they would have invited me.
2: Maybe there was an expectation that I would organize ah, it. I see. Mm. What does school captain mean? You were like the president? Head boy. Yeah, like the president. Really? Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, until I was um, <laughs> until I was uh unceremoniously kicked out, actually, ah. as the school captain or president. Mm. Tell us that story. I had a clock in the, I imagine they still do, a big um, giant, you know, timber thing with the ducks of the school, you know, the top um, scorer with the end of year tests or whatever, end of school tests, and the school captains of every year. And they, they my name was actually in there. They scratched it out once, once they kicked really? out. Really? Mm. And why were you kicked out? That was a long list of offenses, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the the beginning of the end. Well, you know, I should I should explain that I was uh, initially voted in by oh Jesus Christ! I was voted in by the students. You know, uh, whilst the teachers, I'm mad, man of the people, yeah, vote the students had the majority vote, and and you know, I never wanted to be the school captain, but uh, I was leaving school on the Friday afternoon, and the teacher said to me, you know, Karen, are you? Uh, did you, are you nominated for school captain? I didn't even know what was happening. And I said, no, I don't know. And he said, well, I think you'd be good. I'll, I'll put your name in the in the box or whatever. we are going to do is write a speech that weekend. Speeches are on Monday. So I wrote a speech. On the Monday, everyone gets up, gives their speeches, you know, to how they're going to be, a, uh, what they're going to do as a school yeah. captain, you know. Anyway, I didn't really even mention school captain. I just did a bunch of impersonations of students and teachers, oh. uh, a bit of a song and dance routine. <laughs> they ate it up. It was a huge success. Yeah, it was the performance of a lifetime. Honestly, speech of the <laughs> lifetime. Anyway, the teachers even gave a little speech after the speech, of saying, "Look, we know that some of the speeches were more entertaining than the others, but this is a very serious lot of responsibility here." Anyway, I won by a landslide, mm. and uh, anyway, the you know I wasn't really liked that much by the principal. You know, her. I'd she'd be, I'd be called in often. You know, I wouldn't really wear uniform. She. You know, we didn't see eye to eye, and I'd, I'd let her know this. I'd say, "Look, Lynette, you know, oh. um, you're the you're the leader of the teachers. I'm the leader of the student body. You know, we're not always going uh, to uh, agree on everything. But this is a conversation." <laughs> and she didn't like that. <laughs> but the the I suppose the main offence that I did was a um, formal assembly uh, where some birds flew into the into the school hall whilst Lynette, uh, Miss Russell, uh, whilst she was giving a, she was talking to school, these birds are flying around she's lost the room. The kids are screaming. There's laughter. The birds are shitting everywhere. Teachers are trying to get them out of the hall. And I was witnessing all this happen. So I, you know, I, I was on stage as part of the official, you know, student body or whatever. I saw what was going on. I got up, fixed up my collar, uh, took the microphone from her. I said, Lynette, I'll, I'll handle this. And, uh, Just said, "Look, uh, I know this is very exciting with the birds flying around. This is a formal assembly. Um, We have a lot to get through. Uh, Just so happens I speak the native tongue of the birds, and I'm just going to politely ask them to leave. (laughs) And then I sort of did a sort of bird mating uh, (laughs) dance on (laughs) them. Again, honestly, I genuinely thought I'd save the day. Um, You know, the kids." We're no longer watching the birds. They're watching me. I had, I got the attention of the room back. They got the birds out. I give her back the microphone two minutes later and dealt with uh, But, you know, she was in tears. Tears? After that.
0: Why? The
1: you know, school had been made a mockery of. What? Uh, I don't know. It was a bit crazy. We just, you know, we, we didn't. We interfaced with the world in a very different way. The, I guess the final straw was. Uh, um, I've never told you this story. No. The final straw was. uh the bell went for the end of lunch, beginning of fifth period, and for whatever reason, we never, we didn't um, discuss it. But you know, we had a sort of psychic connection, my friend group and I, and we're all just, we just sort of didn't go to class. We're sitting there, and uh, Mr. Lee's math teacher comes over. He said, "Boys, boys, you know, bell's gone, time to go to class." And without saying a word to each other, we just surrounded him and started uh, jazz
2: scatting. Like, <laughs> maybe uh, you did tell me this.
1: <laughs> and we're clicking and we're sort of circling him like sharks and he's he's in the middle. You know, we're all 16, 17 years old. It's quite scary, <laughs> I'm sure, in retrospect. But, uh, well, you know, we meant no malice. Just sort of surrounded him and we're... Bow, bow beat and beat and jazz. And he's, he's in the middle. He's like, boys, boys, what are you doing? What are you doing? He, he broke out of the circle and ran away from us. And you thought uh, you were going to kill him. I don't, I don't know. It was a bit maybe, yeah, West Side Story or you know, outside. You know, and he, that was the main, the, one of the main offenses that I was charged with being the ringleader of making musical notes. Uh, with my mouth towards a member of staff yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was you know it was, it was it was through being too performative i suppose I see. Mm. well and look mm. at you now yeah well this is why i wonder would i be welcomed back i mean the at the time i went to, it was a public school sort of worst performing school in the state apparently you know kind of a bit uh druggy surf kind of dropout school on the northern beaches of Sydney, but I think they've they've uh, cleaned their act up now. It's a preppy public school now. I'm, I'm not sure though. yeah, I don't think
2: anyone liked her though I think she she moved on. That would be a nice touch if the te- same teachers came to the reunion as well.
1: Yeah, I, it's been a long time. I mean I've, I've been out of school longer than, longer than uh, my life during school, you know It's crazy. We get we get so old
2: so quickly, man. Fucking rip off.
1: Mm, the, my music teacher died. Actually,
2: he was one of my favorite teachers. Maybe you should go visit her grave. Mm. Uh, the music teacher in my sc- high school. I remember I, I took a, I auditioned for jazz band. Mm. And I played uh, I don't remember what I played an Eric Clapton song or something, and uh, he said Tears in Heaven. It wasn't Tears <laughs> in Heaven, but it was something along in that era. Can't Were remember. you singing? No, 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 just playing the guitar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he told me that I should uh, I wasn't here for jazz band But I should try busking I should try busking
1: mm. Fuck yeah, that's, that that's, that's cruel to say yeah. How old, 15? Yeah, something like that mm. I had a music teacher uh, Say to me that I'd never have any success If I didn't make music more like his kids What was his kids' music like? Uh, Angus and Julia Stone Have you heard of them? Who mm. was... Who was Angus touring with recently? Who was he opening for? Oh,
2: Post
0: Malone. Post
1: Malone, yeah. Ah.
2: Mm -hmm. Wait, this guy went to high school with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. People, Listeners in Australia would would know know who who they are. I crashed his car once.
2: Ah. Do you remember this? I remember you crashed somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this story. You crashed the car. I rolled rolled his car.
1: On the big property. yeah, on the property, exactly. We got these great photos, but he didn't he didn't want it to get out for insurance reasons. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the time is ripe. It was a bit crazy. Um, how are we going for time? I think we might be
2: done, yeah? We've done an hour. We kind of just talked about I have no idea what.
0: Thanks for listening to the TalkHouse podcast, and thanks to Mac DeMarco and Kieran J. Callanan for chatting. If you liked what you heard, please follow TalkHouse on your favorite podcasting platform and check out all the great stuff at TalkHouse.com. This episode was produced by Myron Kaplan, and the TalkHouse theme is composed and performed by The Range. See you next time.